Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and on behalf of the chapter of St. Paul's Cathedral and the whole cathedral community, a very warm welcome here this evening for the next in our series of forum debates, The Case for God. We're delighted that you're all here this evening, and we should take this opportunity of thanking Elizabeth Foy, who manages the forum series for us and has devised this excellent program that we're in the middle of, and also Rob Gordon of the St. Paul's Institute, who facilitates the debates by broadcasting them on the Cathedral website and also on our YouTube channel. So thanks to them, and thanks to all of you for being with us. I'll introduce our speaker in a moment, but on behalf particularly of those of you who may not have been to one of our debates before, let me just explain uh, the shape of the evening and how it all works. In a moment, Karen Armstrong will speak about why she thinks there is a case for God in our lives. If you've got a question for her, Write it down on the back of the leaflets that you've been given while she's speaking. And then you hold it up in the air. And you probably have to wave it around a little bit. Uh, and one of the wandsmen will come over and take it off you. And it will be taken away and then sent to me uh, on my laptop so that I can ask it uh, of uh, Karen Armstrong. But that will carry on until about 7.30. So if you have a question, write it down, wave it in the air, and somebody will come and take it off you. And then we'll finish promptly at 8 o'clock. And Karen Armstrong's books, I'm delighted to say, are on sale here this evening, uh, here under the dome, uh, and she's very kindly agreed to sign copies of them, so do come forward afterwards if you'd like to. But now it gives me great pleasure to introduce our speaker. Karen Armstrong is one of the world's leading commentators on religious affairs. She spent seven years as a Roman Catholic nun in the 1960s, but then left her teaching order in 1969 to study English at Oxford. And in 1982, she became a full-time writer and broadcaster. She's the best-selling author of 15 books, including The Spiral Staircase, her memoir of her own spiritual awakening after leaving the convent, and books about Christianity and Judaism, the Buddha, Islam, myth, the Bible, and indeed, the case for God, what religion really means. She's also a passionate campaigner for religious liberty and the founder of the Charter for Compassion. She's addressed members of the United States Congress and the Senate and has participated in the World Economic Forum. And we're honored and delighted to have her with us tonight. So please give a very warm welcome to Karen Armstrong. When I was a child, I had to learn this definition of God in the Roman Catholic Catechism. What is God, was the question, and not phased at all by the enormity of that question, this was what we had to reply. God is the supreme spirit who alone exists of himself and is infinite in all perfections. Now, I have to say that at eight years old, that didn't mean much to me. And I still find it a rather arid and pompous definition. 
But as a result of my studies now for over 20 years of the world religions, I've also come to the conclusion that it is incorrect because it takes it for granted, first of all, that you can simply draw breath and define a word whose literal original meaning, define, means to set limits upon a reality that has to go beyond all we can think and know. Um, despite the extreme um, sophistication of our scientific and, and literary culture, our thinking about God and religion is often rather primitive, undeveloped. Perhaps the two are related in some way. Um, and certainly, I, I, if I look back at some of the great luminaries of the past, Maimonides in the Jewish tradition, uh, Thomas Aquinas in the Christian tradition, uh, Ibn Sina in the Muslim tradition, they would have been appalled by that definition. Uh, Maimonides, for example, and here he was followed very much by most of the great monotheists, uh, said, uh, you cannot even say that God exists because our notion of existence is so limited that it cannot possibly apply to God. Um, you, you can't say that God is good. We talk about a good uh, meal or a good dog and a good person. How can we apply goodness, our, con our splintered concept of goodness to God? Um, and so, and, and certainly God is not the supreme spirit or the supreme being because that suggests he's just a being like us, but at the top of the hierarchy. Whereas when we're speaking about God, we're talking about something very different. And frankly, many uh, people, as we'll talk, th find tonight, uh, find that definition of God not only incorrect, as I do, but incredible. And uh, we've made a problem for ourselves, and I want to sort of explore that tonight. In about the 10th century before Christ, um, the priests of India, the Brahmins, uh, developed a form of religious discourse which I think 